and welcome again to another fantastic Blazing Defender report. Today, the Blazing Defender will be talking about how he feels iron-fisted by Netflix's new series. We're going to be talking about the death of a comic legend and the creator of the Swamp Thing. And we will also be talking about my trip to Lexington Comic Con and my interview with super comic creator, Chad Nuss. So sit back, relax. You're at home here. This is something that you can't talk to your wife about. This is something you everybody at your job thinks you're weird for. You are at home and with friends right now. So sit back, grab a beer, grab some black rifle coffee, and let's start the report. And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis and welcome everyone to another edition i don't know what edition it is i don't know if it's 36 37 but it doesn't make a fucking difference to the blazing defender report i'm your host travis jones i am the blazing defender I am here to guide you through the world of nerddom. I am here to protect you from making very, very poor purchases at your local comic book shop. And I am also here to give you my unbiased, uneducated, unvalidated opinion on the world of comic movies and comics, period. Um... In the show today, we're going to be talking about some movie news, some comic news, and at the end of the show, as always, I'm going to give you a, a brief overview and review of some comics that I read this past week that I thought were very, very good, very excellent, um, things that you might not should be missing out on at the comic book shop. So, with no further ado, oh, and also, I want to thank everyone for tuning into this. I know there's a lot of stuff like this out there right now. I don't do this for any other reason other than I love it. I assume you're listening to this because you love it. So thank you. That makes you family. And you didn't tune in to one of 25,000 fucking episodes that Kevin Smith has out there. So you're listening to this one. And I really, really appreciate that. Hey, and I promise no annoying Mark Bernard comments or voices or whatever the fuck that dude's got going on. So no further ado. I need to give some shout outs really, really fast. Facebook page, Comic Jacked. Those guys have been a huge supporter of me from the very first get go. If you're interested in that page, go to it. They talk about battles and who's better, and they have debates and tournaments and all that stuff. Really, really cool stuff. Those guys know their shit, so come prepared or you will get fucking annihilated. I'm telling you. I don't even get in their tournaments anymore because I'm like, holy shit, that was a pretty good point. I got nothing for you. But no, those guys are great. Check that out. I also want to talk about a very a cosplay group that is blowing the fuck up. I recently talked to Ryan at Lexington Comic Con. He started a cosplay group about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago. Uh, the dude started with like three fucking people. He has over a thousand people in orcs. It is Ohio River Valley cosplayers. 
It is, I mean, they're they're blowing the fuck up. They had a booth at Lexington Comic Con. They're going to have a booth uh, at, a, at a bunch of shows coming up around uh, this Midwestern area. So if you get a chance, check out their Facebook page. Join their Facebook page. It's a lot of positivity, uh, which is very, very cool nowadays because nobody's fucking positive about anything. And trust me, you're going to hear my negativity come out later in the show as we talk about some things. But uh, please check out Orcs. It's a fantastic, uh, very positive cosplay group. I think a lot of people would like. And some some group that I have to give a shout out to. Uh, no, I, I am very, very proud to be a part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Guys, listen to me. If you halfway like this show, for one thing, you probably need to have your meds adjusted. The second thing is you need to go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com and check out the fucking plethora of shows that we have on that network. We have something for fucking everybody. We've got Booze on Phasers. We've got Botched. We've got Pokemon Go. We've got Breaking the Panel. We've got shit that I haven't even heard of yet. And it is, it's all really good. Booze on phasers is a bunch of chicks sit, uh, sitting around drinking wine, talking about nerd shit. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, and they're pretty cute, too. That doesn't hurt. Uh, my boys at Botched, check out s- some of their stuff. It is funny as hell. It's a group of friends that uh, sit around, get hammered, and kind of wade their way through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. These guys are funny, and I'm not just saying that because they're on the network with me. I've listened to their show. I love their show. And also, a little bit of incentive for you is I'm doing some intros for their show. So check those out. Uh, I had a blast doing them for them. Very honored they asked me to do that for them. So please check them out. Breaking the Panel, our flagship show. We talk about a lot of stuff on there. We talk about some hard-hitting issues. Uh, did Netflix whitewash the Iron Fist series? I don't know. See what these guys had to say about it. I co-host on the show quite a bit, so uh, please check that show out. Very, very good show. I, uh, these are all good shows. I've listened to every one of these shows. The Pokemon Go show, which I know absolutely fucking dick about Pokemon Go. I have no fucking idea what it is. I know my wife was playing the shit out of it for a while. She was having me fucking pull over on Expressway and shit and go get Pokemon. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But that's a fucking good show. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny. These guys are knowledgeable. I, I am honestly the dumbest member of this network. So, like, you probably couldn't figure that out. But anyway, uh, and also, I want to give a huge, huge shout out to Black Rifle Coffee. These guys have a goal of hiring 10,000 veterans. They're a very small veteran-owned coffee business right now. Uh, go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Join their coffee club. Get in it now. They're on like a two-week delay because demand is so high. But this is the freshest coffee you'll get. It'll hit your door within 72 hours of being picked off the fucking plant. Uh, I'm drinking some right now. Beyond Black is beyond fucking amazing. Uh, it is probably the best coffee that I've ever had, and I've been to fucking Columbia, and they told me this was going to be the best coffee they ever had, and I might have to fucking disagree. 
This shit is phenomenal, and I'm fucking pissed right now because it is sold out, and uh, I can't get it. So I'm waiting on the email, Black Rifle. Give me the email so I can get some fucking Beyond Black back in my, my coffee maker. Okay, uh, enough of that bullshit. Now, what you came to talk about, you came to hear me talk about, is nerd shit. And I'm going to start by saying I had a fucking wonderful time a couple weeks ago at Lexington Comic Con in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, it was a absolute blast. I went by myself. Uh, Big Sam, my co-host, is still rehabbing a, a groin tear. That's as far as I'm going to go. There's a lot of lines I'll cross on this show, but I'm not crossing that one. Um, he is still uh, convalescing at home, so uh, he did not go with me, but I did go went by myself. It was a fucking madhouse. I could not believe it. And would you know, as I was leaving, as I was leaving Lexington Comic Con, I ran into my friend Ryan Gastinger, my cousin Ryan Gastinger, who has the Orcs Club, and I said, where's your booth at? I didn't even see it. He said, oh, it's on the second floor. And I said, what the fuck? He goes, you haven't even been up on the second floor. I went, no, I had no fucking idea. There was two floors. This thing was huge. Um, I, I've seen action figures and toys that I haven't seen at a lot of cons. I, I go to a lot of cons, especially if they're close, I go. Um this they had some outstanding stuff. I got a great deal on a Deadpool. If you can see him behind me here, not the hot toy, the big one, the big fucker behind me. He's like thirteen inches tall back here. Super detailed. Uh, came with all kinds of accessories. Yeah, I was fucking. I geeked out over it as soon as I seen it. Got a great deal on it. Uh, I seen a super helicarrier. It was a, a San Diego Comic Con 2012 exclusive. I've not seen one at a con. A guy had it. I wanted it. It was 200 bucks. I could have got him down, but uh, there's no way I could sneak that thing in the house. This thing is the size of a bathtub. It was fucking amazing. Uh, but anyway, had a fantastic interview with Silence creator Chad Nuss. Please go to thesilencecomics.com. Check this dude out. Get on the fucking bandwagon now. The dude is going to fucking explode. He's going to explode, people. I'm telling you right now. Was that a weird Mark Bernard voice? I really hope it wasn't. If it was, I fucking apologize because I fucking hate that shit. Uh, Chad was super gracious letting me interview him. We had a great talk. Please check out that interview. It's over 1,300 views right now on Facebook. Uh, I did post it on the YouTube channel as well. Please go there. Check that out. Uh, super creative guy. He's so interesting, so intelligent, so down to earth. Uh, Chad's like one of, one of my most favorite people that I've met in the last couple years. Uh, so please check him out. You're gonna, I think you're really going to enjoy the interview. I had a great time doing it. We did it on the floor of Lexington Comic Con right there by his uh, stuff. Uh, you can see his, his uh uh, paintings or his I'm sorry his sketches in the background um, and go to his site because you can see his new stuff the silence 2 will be coming out soon and trust me I will have an advanced copy here on this show fucking live for you to check out for you to hear my take on it uh, if you want to hear my review on the silence one please go to the archives and check that out as well that's a it's a an incredible incredible book I'm just really 
it's it the book deserves its own fucking show i'll be honest because it's so in depth it's and shit maybe that's something me and fucking chad will do i don't know i'll hit him up about it um oh uh and that was as i was walking around the con okay chad and i did the interview right we did the interview and oh and i'm i'm looking at my my shirt right now and it's uh yeah 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 plb comics plb comics chad or i'm sorry jason jones and heather jones big fans of this show they're they're some of my favorite listeners send me shit all the time i fucking love it he got he knows the boys at plb uh They've got great comic books out there. They sent me a copy of the new one. I have not read it yet, Jason, but I will. I promise. Go to go to the Facebook page, and you can see the print. The print is so fucking badass. You're going to love that print. Uh, but I have not read the comic book yet, but it looks amazing. It looks so, so good. I'm telling you guys, there is so much more to comic books than Marvel, DC, even Image, which is killing it right now. Valiant. Such good stuff. I had a real interesting uh, uh, talk with our my comic book uh, shop owner today, and or the guy that runs my comic book shop, I should say. And he was telling me he doesn't sell hardly any Valiant books. And that just blows me away because Valiant is so, so, so good. Um, but uh, we're going to talk more about Valiant in a minute. But anyway, as I'm walking through the con, I went and got a couple beers, man. I had to get a couple beers in me. I was having a great time, but I was like, man, I need a beer badly. My mouth was dry. We had talked for over an hour. So I went, got a couple beers. I'm kind of double-fisting walking through the the convention center. And I I walk over to where all the stars are. Uh, Robin Lord Taylor was kind of the big draw. He still had a bunch of people in line, but a lot of people had already left. It was around 5 or 6 o'clock on a Saturday so they, a lot of the stars kind of already left, or maybe they were coming back. I don't fucking know. But the Power Ranger guys from the TV show were, were all kind of together. So as I'm walking through, and I know absolutely dick about the fucking Power Rangers, okay? So as I'm walking through, and I got my beers, and it's kind of weird. If you've never been to a con, it's kind of strange. Because you're walking through, and like people look up at you, and you look at them, and unless you're dick, uh, well, especially when you're by yourself, if you don't say anything, you're an asshole. So you're always like, hey, how you doing? You know, oh, hey, I'm good. Uh, having a good con? Yeah, you? Yeah, I'm having a blast. You know, it's that shit, you know, the whole time. So, which is, I ain't gonna lie, it's a little weird. So as I'm walking through, the Power Ranger guys, no one was in their lines. Uh, now, not to say they weren't popular, because earlier in the day, everybody, anybody that fucking had a boot had a line in it. I'm telling you, it was nuts. So they were kind of, you know, having, having some downtime. They were kind of all talking with each other. And the only reason I knew they were Power Ranger guys is because their pictures were on the banners behind them. So they kind of, they all look at me. And, and I, I go, I'm about 5'11", uh, 235. Okay? I'm not a small guy by any means. So as I'm kind of walking through, they kind of looked at me. And I kind of looked at them and I kind of raised my beer like, what's up, guys? And they were like, hey, how you doing? Good. Having a good con. You know how the fucking story goes. And then they were like, hey, come here. So I was like, okay. So I walked over and uh, they were like, man, where you work out at? And I told them and we had a conversation. I mean, I talked to these guys for like 20 minutes. They were cool as shit. Um, I really should have got a picture with them, but I didn't. I, I should have. I 
I know, I, I was being a dick. But I really didn't know how to act around them. I didn't know if I should have asked them, if they should have asked me, if I wanted one. You know what I mean? I didn't know what to fucking do. So anyway, I uh, talked to them for a while, walked around, and then I see Al Snow, the wrestler, uh, who goes to my comic shop, uh, Comic Book World in Louisville, Kentucky. He, he was writing for uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling, which used to be the developmental league for the WWE. You None know of that shit you need to fucking know. But I kind of know Al. He kind of knows me. He was taking a picture. He had the head up and shit. And then, like, he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he goes, hey. And I was like, hey. He was like, come here. So I walked over there, had a conversation with Al, met Greg the Hammer Valentine, Diamond Dallas Page, Jake the Snake Roberts. Is it just me, or did anybody think Jake the fucking snake was dead? The motherfucker ain't dead. Uh, actually, I think Diamond Dallas Page saved his fucking life. Uh, they're both big into yoga now. Uh, I This is going to sound fucking stupid, but all disclosure, you guys are family to me. I am kind of in the process of learning some yoga, so... Anyway, we had a yoga talk. I know it doesn't sound very manly, and it probably wasn't, but I was with two fucking legend wrestlers, so eat a dick. But we had a great time. Uh, I went back to Chad, and we hung out for a little bit longer, and then I went the fuck home, man. Never made it up to the second floor. I was wiped out. Uh, Cons are fantastic. Long story short, if you ever get a chance to go to a con, even if it's a local con, man, just go. Just fucking go. The big cons are great. But there are they're so chaotic at times. Um, it's you, you kind of don't get the full effect. Like I was so glad that it cleared out early or later in the day, and I got to hang out and just you know just walk around, man. Just walk around, see all the artwork and the comic books and the toys, and man, it's Nirvana for nerds. It really, really is. Even even weak cons, which Lexington is not a weak con. It's a very good one. Uh, oh, I also met Mike Zek. Uh, Mike Zek is, if you don't know, is an inc- he's a legend. He's a fucking legend. Some of his covers are some of the best covers uh, of, of all time. Just Google it. Mike Zek Punisher. Mike Zek Wolverine. Mike Zek Captain America. You're going to find amazing cover art and interiors by Mike Zek. He's an absolute legend. I could have had a fucking interview with him, and I'm... I I don't know, man. I just, I didn't want to, I could have asked him. I was having a conversation with the lady that runs his booth. She really liked my shirt, and we were talking about that, and then I ended up walking back by, and I had two beers, and then we ended up talking about that. So she was really, really nice, and I guarantee you I could have got five minutes of Mike's time, but he was sketching the whole time. Now, those guys make big money sketching at cons. So I think I could have got five minutes with him, uh, maybe ten. But I didn't. I didn't try. Like I said, I was kind of beat. So, but next time, Mike, you're fucking mine. Um, all right. So, if you get a chance, go to a fucking con. Enough of that shit. Now, for we're gonna do some comic news first. All right. I have to talk about this because it's fucking awful. The death of Bernie Wrightinson at age 68. He died with a battle uh, from a battle of brain cancer. Uh, this guy is a fucking legend. He, I, I'm sure he inspired such a, a great 
generation after him uh, from people looking at his artwork and going, holy shit, that's what I fucking want to do when I grow up. He, he was the creator of Swamp Thing. His art is it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And I also want to say he worked with Neil Gaiman on, um, not Hellblazer, but, man, Sandman. He worked with Neil Gaiman on Sandman. I'm almost positive. And just, it's just his artwork. You've got to check his artwork out. Uh, I didn't even know he had brain cancer. He's one of these guys that you would figure would be at the cons because he's such an iconic artist. And uh, I never really seen him at one. So, but. You know, 68, yeah, you know, some of you younger cats out there are going to be like, well, it's fucking old. No, motherfucker, it isn't old. You can grow well into your fucking A's if you take care of yourself. But obviously, Bernie had um, you know, brain cancer, so that fucking sucks. Brain cancer, you fucking suck. And uh, a legend was taken from us in the comic world. But rest in peace, Bernie. Uh, I, I know that, uh, I, know, I know you're not in any pain anymore, bud. So, um, also... In release news, June, June is going to be a big month for Marvel. We will see the new Darth Vader uh, comic book. Now, if you watch this show, you know the Darth Vader book for Marvel was one of my favorites. One of my favorite books. Uh, it was book of the year 2015, I believe. Fantastic book. It, it, it you know, a lot of people keep talking about this 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 last two minutes of Rogue One. Yeah, it was fucking amazing, right? Because Vader was death-defyingly fucking sinister. He was, fuck. I mean, him sitting in the dark and that light, the red lightsaber popping and him fucking cutting people in half and throwing them up in the fucking ceiling. Yes, that's what we want to see from Vader. To me... None of the movies made Vader as sinister as he should be, like for what his reputation was in the Star Wars universe. This comic book that Marvel that Marvel released with Darth Vader does that. Uh, so I've been I was a huge fan. I was devastated when I heard they were ending it at twenty five, and I said on this show that's bullshit. Something has got to be in the works. There's no way they just stop this fucking series. There's no way. It's too big of a moneymaker. And Marvel, you ain't killing it right now. You're not killing it. A lot of your shit sucks. So you've got to covet your books that are selling. Darth Vader's one of them. Well, they're re-releasing the book. And it looks like it's going to be from uh, before, while he's becoming Palpatine's uh, apprentice. Like, maybe a young Vader. You know, still a lot of Anakin in him. Maybe. I don't know. But we're going to get the origins of his red lightsaber and a lot of stuff. So, very, very fucking excited for that for that to come out. Uh, we also get Secret Empire. Now, if, if, if you're not familiar, it's going to be Marvel's big event. Uh, Captain America is a sleeper Hydra agent. If you've been living under a fucking rock, you don't know that. Well, now you do. It's not been good. Uh, I'm a big, I like Nick Spencer. What Nick Spencer does well, the writer, what he does well, he does excellent. And what he doesn't do well, he's not very good at. Uh, if that makes any fucking sense at all. But like The Fix, Nick Spencer, it's one of the funniest comic books you will ever fucking read. It is hilarious. 
It needs to be a movie. It needs to be an HBO show. It's that fucking good. His writing on Cap- Steve Rogers, Captain America, not so fucking much. So I'll just be glad to get old Cat back in this fucking storyline, reset the Marvel Universe, bring back Tony Stark, bring back Thor. Just Let's just fucking get it back to where it was and just start writing good shit. That's in June, so we got a ways away. Uh, now, DC's big event was just talked about, and it's going to be DC's Dark Days, The Forge Number 1, which is going to come out on, on June 14th right now. Let's not, let's not really set dates in stone because these motherfuckers run behind all the time. Uh, supposedly going to be the dark underbelly of the DCU. I don't know what that means, but I do know that it's going to be written by Scott Snyder, fucking Batman legendary writer, uh, James Tinian, Jim Lee, and Andy Kubert are going to be on the art. So that's going to be fucking amazing. Cannot wait for that for that uh, that book to come out. Uh, we also got the button coming out soon. The Flash Batman crossover by fucking rock star artist Jason Fabok, who's doing the inking on it himself. If you watch the show. Before, you know that Jason and I, we had a talk at Cincy Comic Con last year. Then we had a talk on Twitter about the book being late by Tom King, blah, blah, blah. Insert nauseum. I just did for you. So we got that finally coming out uh, next week. Next week. Two weeks. Two weeks from now. So very excited for that. DC's got some good shit going on, man. So uh, very, very excited for that stuff. So let's talk about some fucking movie news because we got a lot of movie news to talk about. First of all, let's talk about this Venom picture that is slated for 2018 by Sony Pictures. Don't get fucking excited about it, people. I see a lot of people getting excited about it. And I'm going to tell you, do I like Venom? Fucking absolutely. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Do I like fucking Venom? Yes, I'm drinking out of the top of his fucking head. Love me some Venom. Love me some Eddie Brock. Okay, they finally gave a weightlifter. They put a weightlifter in the Marvel Universe and made him a badass. Thanks, Marvel. You hit it right there. All right, then you killed him. But okay, we can always bring him back. And I'm going to tell you why not to get excited about it. Okay, Sony. Do I have to fucking say any more, Sony? Sony Pictures is doing the Venom movie. Now, I've heard talks that it's going to be introduced in Homecoming, which is the Marvel Studios movie with Spider-Man. I heard it's going to be introduced there. Maybe. This is all fucking speculation. One thing we know for fucking absolutely sure, Sony is doing the movie. Don't get fucking excited about it. Now, I hope it does well. I'm a fan. I want everything to do well, but I know what Sony's track record is. They had 17 years to get a fucking Wolverine movie, right? They finally did. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But let's not jump the gun on this Venom shit just yet, okay? Let's. I want to see some, some confirmations of things. I want to know that Kevin Feige's involved. If Kevin Feige has some kind of hand in the development of this, I'll feel a little better. But Sony don't play well with others, okay? So, 
Uh, let's 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 fucking move on. Shit. Um, DC Pictures is wanting to put another movie in the Batman slot for 2018. This means we would get no Batman movie in 2018. And on that note, this kind of got breezed over, which is fucking baffling to me. I don't understand it. Ben Affleck just checked himself out of rehab for alcoholism. Like two weeks ago, maybe not even a week ago. He was in there for like six to eight weeks for alcoholism. Uh, he had this, you know, this nice statement talking about his family and friends supporting him during this time and how he, him and Jennifer Gardner, you know, Jennifer Gardner's been great with the kids. And what the fuck? A lot of things make sense to me now. Why he's, uh, he couldn't direct the Batman movie while he was saying he was taking on a whole lot. You know, I don't know. It, it all kind of made sense to me now doesn't mean this is fucking good news because it's fucking not ben's got a problem i didn't know he had a problem i guess this is not the first time ben's uh been been in rehab didn't know that so that kind of upsets me a little bit because i i don't know i thought ben had his shit together now you can say what you want robert downey jr has proven that you know people can come back from from being from being down uh being down and out i mean this motherfucker is on top of the fucking world right now so ben can do it too but i was really 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 wanting a batman movie in 2018 but i want a good batman movie so i don't give a fuck just just make it good uh now the script is being done again now that was another thing i had a question of if ben affleck and jeff johns wrote a batman script how is it so bad that it has to be rewritten from the fucking ground up explain that shit to me no way is it that bad. Now, was there, I don't know, budget constraints that made it had to be rewritten? I don't know. But I know Joe Maginello, who is who I'm a big fan of. It's like a guy that I would love to fucking go out and drink a beer with. Uh, he was you know, cast as playing Deathstroke. Now, he doesn't, he doesn't even know if he's going to make, uh, he's going to survive the rewrite. It was a Ben Affleck script that had Deathstroke in it. So we don't know what's going on with the Batman movie. All signs point to not very good. Maybe it is the best move for DC to put another picture in there right now. I don't know. But in researching that, I did not know this. Now, I can be nerd smacked all you want. I did not realize that Justice League Dark was going to be a fucking thing. Dark Universe. Uh, is going to be on, on on the table. That is fucking awesome. I can't wait till we get some casting news out about this movie. I was very excited to read that. Um, so, yeah. And, and another thing about the Batman movie, uh, I just looked down at my notes. Matt Reeves is still finishing up War for the Planet of the Apes. So, Matt Reeves being the director of the new Batman movie, that's probably another reason they're looking to put another movie in that slot. So... I fucking don't know. Oh, and Aquaman got pushed out. Another movie that I thought uh, could really, I don't know, not reinvent the genre, but let's just put it this way, reinvent fucking Aquaman because that dude looks fucking badass. And if you doubt me, 
Go to the Blazing Defender Report page on Facebook and check out what I posted. They dropped a poster today for the Justice League. We get a new, we get the trailer in two days. Yeah, today's Thursday. We get it in two days. This Saturday, the trailer will drop for the Justice League. They gave us a, a tad bit of a teaser in the the poster reveal, and it's Batman throwing Aquaman a trident. And then Aquaman just looking fucking dope and badass. Jason Momoa is a bad motherfucker, dude. Uh, a guy with his size and intensity that can act. If you haven't seen The Frontier on Netflix, check that out. He's a badass fur trapper. Uh, dude, it's it's a great series. If you're a Momoa fan like I am, you're going to fucking love that. But yeah, so Aquaman's pushed back. Batman's probably going to get pushed back. Let's hope Wonder Woman and Justice League are fucking phenomenal. Just please, please, please. We need that to fucking happen for DC and everything that's coming coming next. Why they don't give Jeff Johns the fucking reins to this shit, I have no idea. But, again, Sony Pictures. There you go. I said it. All right. Uh, what else? Oh, on the Deadpool 2 front... Casting news, it looks like Michael Shannon from Superman Returns fame um, is going to be Cable. Um, at first, I didn't know what to think about it. And then I was like, you know what? I like it. I like it a lot. Michael Shannon's got great acting chops. He's got an intensity. His, uh, his physicality may need some improvement. Uh, for me, because Cable, to me, in the comics, he's just a fucking big dude. So, but, you know, they can do tricks. I mean, he, he looked pretty good in uh, Superman, uh, or Man of Steel, I'm sorry. I said, did I say Superman Returns? Fucking smack shit. I mean, that's Kevin Smith shit. Smack the shit out of me. I'm so, so sorry, Zach. No, no, no. Did not mean Superman Returns. Meant Man of Steel. So, I thought that was pretty cool news. Very, very excited for that. Uh, we talked about Joe probably not making the, the rewrite. Uh, I need a sip of Black Rifle cough right now. Oh, mother. Oh, that's good stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty much it on the new movie front. Uh, Saturday, the trailer will be up. Please check that out. I will definitely be doing something live with that trailer on Saturday. So tune in here for that. Uh, again, don't get excited about the Venom movie. Cable 2 looks like it's moving forward. Marvel's moving forward. Oh, but are they moving forward? Let's do, i tell you what, we'll do something negative, then we'll do something positive. Okay, let's do that. Let's talk about fucking Iron Fist for a minute. Oh, my fucking God. All right, Marvel. Uh, Marvel, you have a fantastic track record. We all know that. You, Whatever your formula is that you use, it's been working up until now. I, I won't get into sp- uh, specific spoilers for Iron Fist. Uh, I really want Big Sam to be on the show. He and I, that's kind of our thing. We do the movie reviews. We do the Netflix reviews. We have a show called Meatheads on Movies. You can find it on iTunes as well under the Blazing Defender Report. It'll be titled Meathead on Movies. But while he's convalescing, I want to talk a little bit about Iron Fist because people are asking me. I am a huge Iron Fist fan. I feel like he has never been done right in the comic books. 
there was one comic book arc that almost got it right, and that was the Immortal Iron Fist. That was a very, very good series by Greg Rucka, who's a fucking phenom. <clears throat> they gave, they fleshed out the character. They made him badass. They showed the world of Kunlun. All right. Now, let's talk about the Netflix show. Uh, the Netflix show, they have taken the comic book character of Danny Rand and recreated him. That's true. People that are saying that it's not the comic book Danny Rand, they're full of shit. It totally is. That's why it doesn't work. There's not been a good Iron Fist comic. Uh, there's, I mean, he's a cool character. He's got cool abilities. He's got a great, phenomenal backstory. And that's what worked for him in Immortal Iron Fist. The, Netflix has recreated the comic book version of Danny Rand. We don't need that. It didn't work in the comic books. It's not going to work on fucking TV. We needed him to be rebooted, to be reimagined, so to speak, keeping the same look, the same abilities, the same backstory, but we needed a, a defining character of Danny Rand. That's where the Netflix show really falls off is we don't know who the fuck this guy is. Um, you know, he's doing all this meditation shit, but yet when he gets a thought about how his parents died... It fucking puts him in shape. Like he's almost having like an anxiety attack. That's not an immortal weapon. That's not the Iron Fist that we all know and love. Now, um, he wasn't that shaky in the comic book. So when I say they recreated him, I don't mean that. But in to a certain extent, I do. Because Danny, he's, he's, he's kind of directionless in the comic books. And that's kind of where he is here. He's making a lot of bad decisions. Uh, the villains aren't good. I love the hand. Fucking love the hand. I think they're so cool. But they're just... That's one of the best things about this show to me. The martial arts are terrible. Wire work is cool when it doesn't look like wire work. When a guy flips over a car, it needs to look like a guy flipping over a car, not a guy being pulled up by a fucking wire. And I read where he said he trained four hours, two hours a day weight training, two hours a day martial arts training. I got one word for you. Bull fucking shit. That is bullshit. If that dude trained four hours a fucking day, it must have been some of the most half-assed training it has ever been. He doesn't look like he's worked out a day in his life. And I'm not talking about a guy that look, needs to look like Michael, Michael Coulter from Luke Cage. He doesn't need to look like that guy. But he does need to look like a martial artist. You, That was one of the things when I was talking to the Power Ranger guys from the TV show. That's how we, you know, we were kind of talking, you know, working out. Where you work out at. And I was looking at these guys. They were small guys. Very small guys. When I say small I mean, maybe 135, 140 at the most. Very short, very small. But, dude, they had muscularity. They had definition in their arms. Uh, they had veins, okay? And I'm not saying you got to be a fucking bodybuilder ripped. I'm saying look like you're fucking in shape. Uh, Vinny Jones, no, I'm sorry, yeah. Vin Jones did not look anything fucking like that. So, that was a problem. There a multitude of problems in this in this series, I, full disclosure, I am only on episode eight. 
Now, episode eight did ha- did end very st- strikingly crazy for me. Like I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't see that coming. So that's very good. Now, I absolutely hated Luke Cage. Hated, hated, hated Luke Cage. Michael Coulter is supposed to be this street hero from from. Doesn't have to be the ghetto, but he needs to be from the fucking streets. Okay, street people have a vernacular. And Michael Coulter sounded like he came off the fucking campus of Yale in a, a giving a lecture. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? And the and if, if no scene sums it up better than when he meets Method Man in the in the store and he and Meth are high-fiving and Michael Coulter's trying to talk street to Method Man. Oh my god. If I had not already been pot committed in finishing that series, I would have not watched another fucking episode. It was laughably horrible to me. This this Iron Fist has... I'm not going to say it's worse for me than Luke Cage was, but it's fucking pretty damn near on it. Now let's talk about some positives. Uh, the Hand. I really like that they're really trying to cement the hand in the Marvel Universe. I love that. Colleen Wing, she's actually the best martial artist in the fucking show. Uh, her cage match with the with the bodybuilder guy, that was uh, that was pretty fucking awesome. I was kind of like, woo, and she's like breaking bones and shit. I'm like, hell yeah, Colleen, go on, get it. So I'm really digging her. Uh, fucking give me a Colleen Wing Netflix series before you give me another fucking Danny Rand bullshit. Um, so anyway, I thought that there was so much missed opportunity in this Netflix series. It's not going to, not going to be, not going to be, it's not going to end well. I guarantee it will not end well for me. But again, I want to wait for Big Sam to be on. We're going to do it on Me Heads on Movies. We'll get way, way more in depth. We'll talk about some, uh, some key episodes for both of us. Uh, that should be a pretty good show. Look, look forward to that. Now to end on a positive note here. We're going to talk about the greatest Wolverine movie ever made, Logan. Utterly fucking fantastic. It, uh, let's say it transcend the genre, the comic book superhero genre. It is the unforgiven of comic book movies. And when I say that, I mean the, the Western unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. It kind of redefined westerns in in cinematic culture i think that logan has done that for for uh superhero movies uh the performances all the way around were fantastic the story was enigmatic it was i would have never thought a story a story like that would have worked and it hit every it hit every emotional chord that i had in my body now, we did, on the Breaking the Panel uh, podcast, which is on the Giant Size Team Up Network, we have a roundtable discussion about Logan. I was a co-host on that show, and the guys were giving me a bunch of shit because I said, it's going to be in my top five of all time uh, superhero movies, maybe movies ever, and I don't think it'll rate very high with rewatchability for me. And they're all like, oh, 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 what the hell? And I didn't get my chance to explain on there because there was 10 people. So some things get lost in translation. 
What I mean by that is this this movie's a meat grinder, literally and and emotionally. It puts all of it. It puts you in a fucking meat grinder and slowly fucking spits you out. Logan is our hero, but yet he goes through the whole movie. He's beat up. He's basically dying. So it's not the Logan that we're used to. It's not this larger-than-life, indestructible Terminator that we're used to. He's in pain. He's in emotional pain and physical pain. And Hugh Jackman is a fucking... He's the GOAT, man. He's the greatest of all fucking time. That dude, he he might be the most talented actor to ever play a superhero. He, He does it every scene, every frame... He emotes that pain. I felt that fucking pain. And then you bring in Laura, X-23. This adorable little girl that will fucking cut your head off and toss it at somebody. And then, but every scene that she looks at Logan, and they have that, you know, Logan's not good around kids. Uh, She probably really has never had a father. But she knows what one is. And she looks at Logan like she wants that approval, that fatherly approval from him. And it's just, the move. I tell you, man, it, 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 I feel the shit bubbling up in me as I talk about it. Every time I talk about it with somebody, I feel it. I don't know of a movie in recent memory that's done that for me. And Logan Wolverine is one of my favorite characters of all time. So... James Mangold, that's exactly what you fucking gave us. Nobody has ever been more aptly named in the history of man. Man Mangold, that's what you fucking gave us with some Mangold. Thank you, James Mangold, for that. I will forgive your first Wolverine movie with the fucking giant robot Silver Samurai. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the studio made you do that. You didn't want to do that, but the studio made you do it. That's what I'm going to go to sleep with because... You gave me a cinematic, a cinematic masterpiece for me. And with being Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine, it's just, uh, it's the perfect storm, man. This movie was fantastic. If you have not watched it, please, please watch it. I am going to watch it again, unlike all my brothers at Breaking the Panel thought that I would never watch it again. I'm going to, but I'm going to have to like get myself up for it. But there is a scene, I don't want to spoil a whole lot, but there is a scene where the Charles Xavier, Charles Xavier, this is one of the best uses of an X-Man, an X-Man in a movie that I've ever seen. What, what, what is worse than the world's greatest, most dangerous, strongest, most powerful mind in the world than giving it a disease, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever Charles suffered from. And he had these seizures, these psychic seizures that ended up killing a lot of people. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into the specifics. But there's a scene where everyone's frozen, but Wolverine, because of his psychic blocks but from the Weapon X program, he does, he's not affected like a lot of people are. So he's kind of able to fight through it. And there's a scene where he fucks some dudes up while this is going on. And it is just something that you've never seen before. You've ne- Like, the dudes are frozen with their guns, but you can see their eyes move. 
and they can see Logan. It's all it's it's horror movie. It's fucking utter horror movie. Fan fucking tastic. Now, where do I put it at? I get this a lot. It's in your top five. How's it not in your top three? How's it not in your top spot? I don't know. I'm still wrestling with it. Since I watched it in the opening night, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, uh, me and a bunch of buddies went. We were all kind of talking about it afterward. I don't know where I put it at, to be totally honest. It's going to be in my top five, maybe my top three. I don't know what it bounces out. Captain America 2 was phenomenal for me. The first Avengers was magical for me. Guardians of the Galaxy was something that came out of left field and fucking jacked me in the jaw, and I loved it. I want more of it. I don't know where I put it at. Uh, I almost don't even want to put it in that box of superhero movies. I want to put it in the this movie's like right behind Braveheart and Gladiator. I want to put it there. A Forrest Gump. I want to put it in that group um, of, of movies because I feel like it deserves, it, it goes outside of superhero movies. So why should I put it on a superhero list, right? Right? Or we, we're thinking, we're thinking out loud here on the show. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it in my top five of all time. I'm not going to put it in a superhero box because it's better than that. Not saying anything against superhero movies because they're fantastic. You know, I love them, but, uh, I think, I think that's what it deserves, but I fucking love, love, love Logan. I love what they did for the character. Um, somebody on Facebook live just put Conan Conan uh is one of those movies for me i was a kid i was aware who arnold schwarzenegger was but i didn't really know who he was like and then i seen him on screen and he's he's all jacked up and he's taking his sword and he's flexing and i'm like what the fuck is this oh my god i want to look like that guy so i i want to i always say comic books and conan the combination Made me want to become a bodybuilder. Made me want to become, maybe want to work out and look a certain way. So, yes, Conan has is a, is a very high bar for me as well. John or uh, Was it John Landis' film? Can't remember who, who directed that. Uh, he was He's a legend, though. Uh, was it, it wasn't Stanley Kubert. Anyway, I digress, literally. But that's, uh, I wanted to talk about Logan. I wanted to talk about Iron Fist. Big Sam and I will be back on to talk about uh, these shows in detail when I can get his ass here. If not, I'm going to go to him. I think that's probably what we're going to do is I'm going to go to him and we're going to do a show at his house. Uh, and we'll make it work because these are these are two shows that I need to talk more about because the more I talk about them, the more, I, more things I think about. And, and so, but I hope everybody has seen it. If not... Stop what the fuck you're doing and go watch that movie. Uh, don't watch Iron Fist. Go to the movies and see Logan. Okay. Now, at the end of every show, I need to talk about some comic books that I've read the last week. Uh, from last week that are really, really good and that I think a lot of people would dig. So, first I want to talk about Batman. Uh, Batman number 19. It is part of the I Am Bane storyline, part four. 
the thing with these comic books are they're big story arcs. So I'm only going to talk about a single issue, uh, but I'll try to give you a brief overview of the storyline. That Bane was in possession of a enhanced metahuman that he needed to end the suffering of a woman that has super abilities. Yeah, psycho pirate has the ability to take pain away and, and that, that, that so forth. That's the reason Bane had psycho pirate is because Bane is a venom addict and venom is the thing that makes Bane jacked up. It's like a super steroid. Okay. So he had psycho pirate. He was walled up with the pirate. The pirate had taken his pain away. Bane was fine from being away from the world. Well, here comes Batman. And Batman needs the pirate. So he basically breaks in to where Bane is, steals the pirate, breaks Bane's back, (laughs) and comes back to Gotham to give the pirate to Gotham Girl, which is a horrible name. I know, but it was a really, really good story arc. So now Bane is pissed. Bane has come to Gotham to wreak havoc on Batman. This issue is probably the second issue where Bane has come to Gotham. It's four parts. Two, two we were with Bane as Santa Priesta. This, these two issues were in Gotham. He's taken Alfred. He's taken Catwoman. He's taken all the Robins. And he's basically like, give me Psycho Pyro. I kill them all. So Batman has released all of the inmates from Arkham Asylum uh, he's held out in Arkham Asylum, Batman is, and uh, they are trying to get Bane. Bane is going through him like a knife through butter. Uh, Bane, it's this issue is fantastic because, one, it portrays Batman as the bad guy, and he was. Bane was fine. He was minding his own business, and Bruce came in and stole something of, of of Bane's. Now Batman has released these inmates of Arkham Asylum to slow down Bane. He knows Bane's going to go through them, but he's trying to buy himself time to come up with a plan. So it really makes Batman. It, it looks like it makes Bane look like the victim here because Bane Bane had had helped himself with the pirate. He had taken himself away from the world. And he wasn't hurting anybody anymore. And now Batman here has stirred up the hornet's nest, so to speak. This is a fantastic book. Uh, Tom King, David Finch has done a remarkable job artwork on this on this on this book. Uh, there's a fantastic splash page. It's actually the last page. No, second to the last page of Bane. His mask is ripped off. He's dripping blood. And Batman is back in his outfit, and he's, you know, they're getting ready to knuckle up, dude. Uh, This has just been a a wonderful series. I can't imagine anybody not liking this this book. If you're a Batman fan, this, man, I tell you what, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo stuff was legendary. Tom King has made this book his own. Uh, It's in a Tom King style. The, the dialogue, it took me a minute to get used to some of the dialogue that was going on. 
but it's Tom King's style, and, and I've really, really come to love this fucking book. So kudos to Tom King. Batman 19 last week. All right. Guess what? Another Batman book. This one's All-Star Batman, and this is number eight. Okay, uh, we've got Batman going up against the Mad Hatter. Now, this is a Scott Snyder book. And Scott Snyder, for me, may have passed Frank Miller as my all-time favorite writer of Batman. Frank Miller ha- had wrote The Dark Knight Returns, which to me is my one of my favorite books of all time. It's definitely my favorite Batman book of all time. But let me give you some context when it comes to All-Star Batman. All-Star Batman, this character, is basically the prequel to the Dark Knight Returns Batman, which is a different Batman than a lot of people are used to. It's a lot like the Batman from the Batman versus Superman movie. This is the Batman that Zack Snyder used to represent his Batman version. It was his Batman version, this Dark Knight. This all-star Batman is that type of Batman. He's very brutal. And he's, uh, I, I, there's, a, there's a quote that I have to talk about. There's these guys that they had, the, they had this active camouflage that basically make, can make them look like anybody. So these guys are trying to take Batman out while looking like the Robins. So Batman won't be as hard on them. Well, Batman knows immediately from their fighting style and stances, this is not his Robins. So he fucks these dudes up. And I have to read this. And he said, I could see the look in his eyes just before the flamingo hit. He hits fucking this Robin with a flamingo. <laughs> like, uh, like he had to have killed this flamingo. He hit, this, hit Robin so hard. The question, how did I know? Simple. Because my family knows how to fucking fight. Now, it doesn't say fucking, but it's got the asterisk and the fucking A and all that shit. You know, when people are trying to be correct and not say fuck. But he said, because my family knows how to fucking fight. That dude, when Batman talks like that, I get fucking, I get an erection. I'm not going to fucking lie. I love it. He fucks this dude up. The Mad Hatter thinks that. He's finally outsmarted the Batman, and that's your first mistake because nobody does. This all-star Batman series has been amazing. It's been brutal. It has been everything that I love about the character. He's four steps ahead of you, but you know what else he can do? He can fucking break your face, and that's what I love about this guy. Uh, All-star Batman, every issue, uh, we're in issue eight. I love the first story arc. I've loved this story arc even more. Scott Snyder is killing it again on Batman. Big fucking shock. Check that out. All-Star Batman. Volume volume two. The very first volume was by Jim Lee and Frank Miller. It was okay. Once you realize this is the prequel to The Dark Knight Returns, it makes a little more sense how Batman is. But uh, this the volume two has been leaps and bounds better leaps and bounds ah superman reference anyway all right uh okay sticking let's go let's jump to our marvel books real quick x-men 19 okay and if you can see by that cover right there it's a very very nice cover 
this is written by Colin Bunn, who's fantastic as well. And uh, Salazar, the artist, is Edgar Salazar. Not familiar with him, really. I'm sure I've seen stuff. His art looks familiar, but uh, he does a great job on this book. And this is Fallout from the X-Men versus Inhumans big event that we just finished up, okay? We're basically the X-Men. We're taking out the Inhumans because of the Terrigen Mist, blah, 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 okay? This is a bad... The reason this book is significant, Psylocke had told Magneto back when she left the X-Men, if I find out you're fucking up, I'm going to come back. If you're up to your old shit again, I'm going to come back and I'm going to end you. Magneto was up to his old shit. Psylocke came back and ended him. Now, is that a spoiler? In some ways. Some ways it's not. But I need you to get I need you to check this book out. Because it's a pretty nasty little fight between Magneto and Psylocke. And you say, How could Psylocke beat Magneto? This is how. Okay, now is this the last we see of Magneto? Come on. Hell no. They explain that at the end of this too. But this was a this book was significant in that. Now, did we get a good ending to this uncanny x-men team no we didn't you almost had to have read inhumans versus x-men to find out what happened to this group of uncanny x-men that magneto was leading that's what i didn't like about it but i kind of see what they were doing with it too but they really made up with the psylocke magneto fight so and you get a lot of fights that don't end with a winner that's one thing i've always hated about comic book fights two heroes will fight and then they'll realize that there's a bigger, big bad out there that they need to combine and, and, and fight. So they do. So you don't get a clear-cut winner. Clear-cut winner here. Clear-cut winner here. So there's that. That's worth checking out. Um, two more books to talk about. You know, I'm going to talk about American Gods first. American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Uh, based on the award-winning novel. That cover is dope as shit. Okay, uh, I've always heard about American Gods. There's a show coming on Stars, the American Gods TV show, which I'm very excited about. It looks really, really cool. I know this book was pretty cool. I did not read it, but I did want to read this. Um, was not blown away with it. It's basically about an inmate. Uh, he's trying to get his life together. Some things on the outside world kind of go to shit for him when he gets out. And I think that's where his story takes place. It was boring. Um, I need, that first issue got to grab me. And this didn't. The artwork by, uh, the, the, the cover work is not the interiors. Or it would almost be worth buying for, for those interiors that look like that. And like this dude, this minotaur holding the axe. He's not in the issue at all, which I was fucking upset with. But I really, really didn't dislike this, didn't love it. And the motherfucker was $3.99. Four bucks. Come on, man. You got to do better than that, Neil. So maybe pass on that book. Maybe pass on it. All right. My last book I'm going to talk about is The Mighty Thor. All right. Now, this is by, this Thor 17, by the way. Yes, yes, people, it's still a chick. Calm the fuck down. It's still a chick, okay? I'm going to talk about some books that I bought today. We'll get we'll get to get to you. 
Yes, it's still a chick right now. Don't worry about it. It's fucking badass. It's dope. She is a fucking ass beater. Jane Foster is the new Thor. Spoiler alert. If you're not reading it, you don't give a fuck anyway. If you are reading it, you knew that. She's badass. It, this has been the se- this is the second part of her fight with the gods of the Shi'ar Empire. Okay, these are two little punk ass gods that challenged her because Loki. We ended up finding out Loki kind of manufactured the whole thing. Okay, so you really want to see these gods get smacked down. She's playing their game. She's going through this challenge, this official challenge of the gods. At the end of it, she's like, you know what? Fuck this challenge. I'm tired of your shit. I'm going to bash you with my hammer. Nothing more Thor than bashing you in the face with a fucking hammer. Yeah, she's a chick. Yeah, this has been a different character than the Odin son. Hey, ain't nobody loves the guy more than fucking me. He's like my second favorite character of all time. Thor is my guy. Okay, but there's another story going on with Thor. All right. The Mighty Thor, Jason Aaron, killing it on this book. And the artwork by Dodderman has been really, really good. There's a scene where Gladiator from the Shi'ar Empire, who's a bad motherfucker in his own right, fights the Destroyer. It's just a couple panels, but it's dope looking. Uh, this, this, you know, we've got a lot of fighting going on in this book. A lot of story. This would almost be my pick of the week if not for the Batman books being so fucking good this week. That All-Star Batman was dope. Uh, But I love, I get excited when I see the Mighty Throw on the shelves. So just take your fucking ego out of it, lower your testosterone for a little bit, buy the book, and then as you read it, your, your test will fucking jack back up. Trust me. This is a badass fucking book, man. Loving, loving Thor. Jason Aaron, he's a fucking rock star. Uh, okay, that's all the books I'm going to talk about uh, from last week. Now I want to tell you about the books that I bought this week that will be on review for next week. Deathstroke, okay, by my boy Christopher Priest. He's killing it on this book. I know some people would argue with me on that. Bring it, bring it. Uh, this book has been fantastic. It has elevated Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, to new fucking levels. This dude's no longer B-list villain in DCU. He is on par with guys like Batman. And I'll tell you why next week. Uh, Oh, God. All right. I bought it because I've been buying it. Steve Rogers, Captain America. We briefly talked about this series earlier with uh, Secret Empire coming up. Um, Has not been good. So hopefully this book will be, I've read none of these. I bought them today, so I've read none of them yet. Reborn by Mark Millar and Greg Capullo. The art has been fantastic on Reborn, but the story has not been. I'm a big Millar fan, but he's really, really missing out. The first issue of Reborn was fucking phenomenal. One of the best single issues, one of the best first edition issues that I've read in years. It grabbed me emotionally. It looked beautiful. Every We're on issue five. So the three issues that came after it were fucking awful. They look great because Capullo's a fantastic artist. 
But the story was, I mean, all fluff, no substance, man. So let's hope this gets better. All right. Now, you guys know what a Star Wars fanatic I am. Darth Maul number two. Yeah, that's a bad motherfucker right there. Darth Maul number two. Darth Maul one, I thought was a pretty good entry. Um, a lot of people shit on it. Thought it wasn't a good entry. I disagreed because that's what I do. I disagree with people. But no, really, I really liked it. I thought that it gave us some backstory of Maul. And that's what we want. We want a, an original story. We know he can kick ass. And we want to see him kicking ass. But we want to see what's, what else he has. We want some more substance from Maul. He was the apprentice under Palpatine. So, before Vader. So, that guy is in high high company. So, we need to know what Palpatine's seen him other than just raw savagery and power. So, I think we'll get that. And Colin Bunn, he knows these fucking Star Wars characters. Now, when we were talking about Thor earlier, the unworthy Thor. This is Thor fighting Thanos. This is Thor getting a hammer back. Maybe. This issue, we find out what Nick Fury said to Thor that made him unworthy. Now, I know this. I have not read this shit, but I do know what he said to him. And I'll give you a little hint. He was right. That's all I'm going to fucking say. That's all I'm going to say because you got to fucking read it. Or tune in next week and I'll tell you. I'll spoil the shit out of that book for you and save you uh, $3.99. $3.99. Save you four bucks. Only here on a Blazing Defender show. I do this shit for you guys. Uh, real quick, I want to, uh, I, I had to buy this. This is Hush. Okay. This is Batman Hush. Believe this is the entire run. Yes, it is the entire run. It's like 10, eight issues, I think. This is one of the best Batman stories that you will read. It is one, definitely, no fucking, there's no argument about this. It is definitely one of the most gorgeous Batman uh, trades you will ever read, stories you will ever read by the master, the, the icon, Jim Lee. Some of his most gorgeous work within these pages. It was just a phenomenal story with Batman Everybody um, everybody makes an appearance in this. Um, you've got Superman, Catwoman, Huntress, Harley Quinn, Joker, a rogues gallery, uh, Nightwing. I mean, it's just, it's so good. I had to reread it again for the second time because it's been a few years since I read it. Highly, highly recommend anybody picking this up. Uh, if you got a birthday coming up and you know the guy's a Batman fan, he's going to love you for it. It was 25 bucks. You can see how thick it is. I got it on Amazon for $13. So this, this was a fantastic buy. Loved, loved reading it again. So good to go back and read stories again. You get a fresh, a new perspective on them other than the first time you read them. All right, guys. That's it. That's all I got. I want to thank you for tuning in uh, and not tuning in to Kevin Smith. No, really. Uh, watch Kevin. Uh, that's cool. Um, I, but I'm so, so thankful that I get an opportunity to do this. I get to talk with you guys about nerd shit, shit you can't talk to anybody else about. 
but you can always talk to about it here with me on this show. You can talk to me on the social media, Facebook, Blazing Defender Report, Twitter, Blazing Defender Report, Instagram, motherfucking Blazing Defender Report. I got a Snapchat too, I think, but I don't fucking use it. So uh, hit me up, Blazing Defender Report at gmail.com. Giant Size Team Up Network. Check that out, man. You can find my show there. You can find a ton of other shows there on iTunes, on YouTube. Uh, please like, subscribe. That helps me out a lot when you guys like and subscribe. Please leave a comment on iTunes. That would be phenomenal. Blog Talk Radio, uh, Stitcher for all you people that have Android devices and stuff. Um, again, please hit me up. Let me know what you're reading. Let me know what you like to talk about. Let me know what you thought about the show. Let me know what you think about Iron Fist. Did you like Logan? There's going to be people out there that didn't like Logan, I'm sure. There's going to be people out there that love Iron Fist. I want to hear why. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your opinions. If it's something really, really cool and juicy, I'll talk about it on the show, and I'll give you a shout-out on the show as well. But with that, guys, enjoy the fucking rest of your day. Thanks for all my Facebook livers that were hanging out with me. And at this point, I'm going to end this recording, but I will still chat with you guys on Facebook if you want. With that said, if you made it this far in the show, your fucking family, support your veterans. Guys, it's crazy out there right now. The only way we get through this is having each other's back. That's the only way. Not Democrat, not Republican, human fucking being. Hashtag human race matters. All right, guys, with that said, I'm out of here. The blazing offender has left the building. Peace. Peace.